0: Thanks for joining the Cardwell Beach Marketing Podcast. My name is Brian Erickson, Chief Strategy Officer and partner at Cardwell Beach. In this series, we're interviewing senior marketers across industries to develop perspective on what marketing will look like in a post-COVID-19 world, hopefully coming to a world near you soon. Um, Today's guest is Natalie Alatriste, the Director of Marketing and Communications at Kendall Regional Medical Center in Miami, Florida. Kendall is a full-service, 24-hour hospital that was ranked in the top 5% in the nation for clinical quality by health grades. Outside of the hospital, Natalie serves as the environmental chair for the League of Women Voters of Miami-Dade County. Natalie, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, weathering the storm, and we're over a year into this storm here, so quite a long one. But throughout the COVID nineteen pandemic, there's been obviously no industry more affected than healthcare, and, and particularly hospital systems. So I know that you've joined Kendall in, in the midst of, of the pandemic, so you don't have you know the before and after to compare directly. But in your experience so far, how has this unprecedented moment changed the way you've you know had to lead marketing communications at Kendall?
1: Well, I think, you know, it's really important to look at every single type of stakeholder involved, right? So that includes both internal and external communications and making sure that the communications is extremely clear during times of crisis situations, such as the covid Pandemic, these crisis situations tend to amplify the spread of disinformation. So it's important to be very strategic with the approach and to think through things more thoroughly. So, you know, just from that type of communications effort, you know, dealing with COVID 19, obviously that took precedent last year. So it's really kind of making sure that the spread of disinformation is minimal and making sure that every single party has the correct information from anywhere from patients to, you know, obviously your internal staff to the fire rescues and making sure that they have the accurate information before they bring a patient to our facility or to a sister facility. So that was definitely something that we focused a lot on. And then also just the way people are getting their information, right? It's so different now than it was before the pandemic. You know, there's a lot bigger focus on digital. I mean, I think we've already kind of, we were sh- prior to the pandemic, we were shifting towards a, a very digital marketing community, but it, it heightened and it amplified once COVID started with people staying home and, and all of that. So definitely more of a focus and finding different ways to integrate digital in creative ways that could still engage the brand and the hospital.
0: Nice. So it sounds like you've spent a lot of time just trying to make sure that people who are actively looking for your services and, and for your help are getting the right information. Is that really, would you say, the biggest challenge that you have faced throughout all of this more than, you know, really proactively just kind of creating awareness and whatnot is making sure that people have the right information based on a rapidly changing situation?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that could be said not only for COVID-related communications, but also vaccine-related communications, right? We were not one of the many hospitals that were offering vaccine to community members. And it was important that we were specifying to our colleagues and you know to everybody involved who would be getting that vaccine. So that could easily change at a moment's notice. So making sure that that information is And in multiple different places. But yeah, so what I was saying is that it's just so important to have it in all different avenues. Right. So not just on social media, but making sure it's across all the communications that you're doing, that the information is clear, concise and accurate. Yeah, it's definitely something that that was very important in the whole communications model that we put out last year.
0: Mm -hmm. And as information is changing constantly, I'm sure you're dealing with just old information still being available and people, you know, looking at the wrong thing. And, you know, I think just probably cleaning up (laughs) behind what, uh, you know, trail of information you've left is, is probably a big challenge I would imagine, too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So it's just maintaining and making sure that you're on top of, you know, all the different avenues in which you're relaying that information. Right. So anywhere from social media to the actual media to the website and, you know, everything in between, it could get really <laughs> difficult when, when the information does change quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. So I guess even beyond your role as a marketing executive in healthcare, you spend time thinking about increasing civic engagement through your work at the League of Women Voters. Are there any lessons or best practices that you can share, whether from your work with voters or, you know, your work at Kendall, that can help us think about new ways of reaching and, and connecting with people?
1: Yeah. So, you know, surprisingly enough, I know that everything kind of went virtual right last year and many people experienced something that we call zoom fatigue, right. Or, you know, WebEx web, you know, webinar fatigue, where there was just all these different organizations constantly putting webinars on to to try to, you know, educate or whatever the purpose may be behind it. But I actually think that it's a really valuable tool that is here to stay. It's not really going anywhere. And the reason for that is, you know, you're not going to be required to get up, get dressed, commute to an in-person meeting. You know, everything is kind of done virtually, so it gives people what I call no excuse, right, to not be able to make it because you could take the you could take the call in the comfort of your own home. So whether that is a board meeting that we're doing or, you know, an educational webinar that we're trying to give or the community, I think that the webinar Webinars are not going anywhere, and we will continue to see them um, throughout, even after the pandemic, just because of that ease that it brings. So, um, you know, the engagement in the comfort of your own home, I think, makes it more accessible for people, too. Um, So that's something that I think is here to stay
0: that makes sense. And in a way it's helped us explore those mediums in a, you know, more concentrated, uh, focused sort of way since we're doing it all at once. Right. And it's really, uh, it's, it's really pushed the boundaries on what those mediums are in a rapid fire sort of way. So I think there is definitely some good there and it'll probably pull back to some degree, but I think there will be a a core fundamental shift there. So I guess, you know, outside of the virtual events and, and webinars and just kind of more remote nature of the world and general for marketers and strategists in the healthcare industry which aspects of our you know our current marketing strategies will persist in your view into the new normal and which will revert to a pre-covid approach
1: so i think you know a huge thing that we're going to continue to rely on is the digital media right so whether that is social media whether it is you know paid digital paid search Um, organic search, even on Google, Um, everything is going to play, everything digital is going to play a massive role um, in the marketing that we do in the future. So one example is prior to the pandemic, the hospital was doing a lot of in-person lectures, right, for the community, where the community can come and listen to an educational talk or learn about a certain disease or whatever the case may be. So that has shifted to a more digital approach via Facebook Live and virtual lectures. So I think that that is going to kind of similar to my point before, that's going to be here to stay. And also people could see that, you know, at the ease of their own schedules, if they miss it, they could catch it on our Facebook later. So it actually increases the engagement, which is great. Another thing is I believe we should be continuing to focus on is delivering good and digestible content that resonates with audiences via social media or on the website. Especially those feel good stories. It's extremely important for online reputation. Social Media is going to continue to play a big role in the marketing done today. A focus on organic search and Google reviews is also something. The trend was already, you know, ticking upward anyway in, in Google searches and utilizing Google searches for finding care near you. So making sure that that online reputation is solid with good Google reviews. So when people do go to put in that organic search and the reviews pop up, you want to see, you know, a list of good reviews versus bad reviews. It's just going to help your marketing cause. So that's important too. And then another thing that I think is important to note is that older generations prior to the pandemic were a little bit more easily able to kind of put aside digital and and say, I don't need to learn it because I don't need to know it. And they made excuses for themselves to not want to learn it. But because of COVID, I feel like they've had to learn it and they've had to adapt in order to speak with their families, to work remotely, to connect with friends. So any kind of physical advertising or marketing tactics, such as direct mail or billboard, they were already starting to become obsolete. And I think it's just even further heightened that. And the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal just came out with you know new studies showing that working from home is here to stay even after the pandemic. So uh, that's going to eliminate a little bit more traffic on the roads than there was before. So all of those kind of like in-person, visible, in-your-face advertising tactics, I think are going to be a little bit less, and it's going to be focusing on a shift to digital.
0: Well, I'll sacrifice some out-of-home impressions for less traffic any day. So that... <laughs> What (laughs) are we all? (laughs) Right? Um, (laughs) So it's interesting to think about maybe even the shrinking of generational gaps in terms of communication style. I could definitely see that being something that will just influence communication as a whole and and kind of getting people on the same page in a way that they may not have been previously. So that's an interesting insight for sure. I guess as vaccines are becoming more widely available every single day and the immediate dangers of the pandemic start to fade or maybe we're never there. depending on where you were, right, perception-wise, I guess. How do you think that communications at the hospital is, is going to change and evolve? Is the approach going to shift substantially in any sort of way that you're planning for at this stage?
1: I do think that we're gonna have a, a way more targeted approach to either retain clients or get new clients. One example that I can give you is there's actually been a decrease in the amount of admissions that we've had for the ER. So that is happening because more people are a little bit more social distanced and you know, they're they're taking kind of taking better care of themselves and they're not kind of gathering in these large groups like they would. So diseases and flus and viruses aren't aren't spreading as quickly as they once were before. So because of that, and also in addition to that, we have seen people who have been a little bit afraid to go to ERs because of COVID. So because of that, we've seen a decrease in the admissions that we've had for ER. So marketing was a really big part of everything that we did as an organization. We also have, in addition to the hospital, we have two freestanding ERs in different locations outside of the hospital. So ER marketing is is really big. But I think now it's going to switch to be a little bit more targeted to either service lines or people who have individual needs. So that's definitely one way that I think it's just going to shift completely the way that that we view marketing. Another thing is event marketing, I think, will definitely continue. People love events. And that's something that I know everyone is really eager to get back to. So we are excited to think about planning more marketing events and just general hospital events once, you know, it, it becomes a little bit more, I guess, acceptable to gather in large groups are safer to gather in large groups. So that's something that I think will definitely continue moving forward. And then of course, as I, as I continue to say is, you know, just that focus on digital, digital marketing and, and earned media too. Earned media is definitely continues to be important, especially with broadcast TV. So, you know, for a hospital, it's especially down here in South Florida, we're very, we're very competitive with other hospitals and getting, being in that earned media spotlight as well
0: makes sense. Obviously, you joined the marketing team in late 2020, so part of these shifts had you know already started before you became part of the team. But is there anything that you've seen tactically that the hospital was doing previously that it's just like gone poof up in smoke, like we don't do this tactic and we're never bringing it back? Is is there anything that's just evaporated from the marketing mix?
1: You know, I'd have to say it's like direct mail campaigns and a little bit more of those, you know, physical mar- advertising assets that are marketing assets that we've used in the past. So uh, like I mentioned, the billboards, that that definitely has been eliminated from, from the budget and what we're doing. We want to definitely focus more on uh, what we can do and be a little bit more strategic with the targeting that we do. And, you know, obviously any kind of paid search that we do with Google or targeted ads that we we do with Facebook and Instagram and, and social media channels, we're deciding to put budget towards that because it's more impactful at this point versus just the awareness play that was being done before with the billboard when you weren't really in need because of that, that I think that has been eliminated completely.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you say that there's been uh, just kind of broader shift away from brand awareness sort of tactics and, and a movement more toward performance marketing and, and things with measurable ROI?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that we're, if we're not seeing the ROI uh, with the dollars, it's just there's no point. Um, and I know that we're kind of just shifting completely as a division and making sure that whatever money we put behind or any kind of marketing tactics that we do, is showing a return on the investment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, a, I would say, a universal shift that we've seen across industries is, is people just really sharpening the pencil and making sure that things are performing. And probably a process that's long overdue because we've had that capability with digital for quite some time. But, you know, it became essential, as, as many things did. If you could give one piece of advice to marketers at healthcare brands and hospitals right now, what would you say is the single most important thing to focus on for the remainder of 2021 as, as we hopefully get through the end of this?
1: I think it's about creating good content right now. You know, we're still kind of in a weird phase where we're, you know, kind of hanging on to COVID still because, you know, we're not, fully over the hill yet, but things are looking up and we are able to shift focus a little bit more on to other priorities, right, that are outside of COVID. Right now, I think it's playing that fine line, but continuing to create really good content that resonates with audiences for social media platforms is really important. And then also paying, a lo- paying attention to that online reputation. That I think is going to be a game changer, especially as COVID starts to dissipate a bit more. It's going to be important to have that really strong online presence. So when more of those elective surgeries pick up and, you know, the avenue kind of shifts into, or the, the strategy kind of shifts to being a more overarching strategy, it's going to be important to have that online reputation.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a very evergreen thing to be focused on, right? Your reputation never goes out of style.
1: Yeah, <laughs> very true, very <laughs> true.
0: <laughs> so obviously, impo- unemployment has been something that's gone up, gone down, gone left, gone right, and... Uh... You know, we're not where we were pre-pandemic. The situation is definitely improving. But regardless, there are a number of people, quite a quite a lot of people in marketing and, and digital positions that find themselves as free agents and on the job hunt right now. So given that advice of, uh, you know, focusing on reputation for brands and, you know, making sure that you're showing up and having, uh, you know, a positive spot in organic search, how can digital and marketing executives in healthcare best position themselves and their skill sets for
1: this moment? So I think the pandemic has kind of exacerbated a bit um, certain niches within marketing. Some people have come out on top and others have kind of struggled to be relevant. If you're considered or if you're a marketer and you focus more on advertising tactics or PR tactics that are more earned without a focus on digital it's going to be important for you to catch up and understand the importance of digital and how it plays off everything you know. So making sure that you're more well-rounded and there's plenty of resources available for that. Google gives classes. You could take the online courses to keep yourself informed. So things like that, I think are going to be really important for people in the job market. And then also, I think it's important that you detail out your experience and then show those quantifiable results. I mean, that never goes out of style. I I think kind of how you mentioned, I think it's really important for you to show results of your work and making sure that you come prepared with case studies, with, you know, the impact of the marketing that you've done in the past. So that could apply for whether you're applying for a new position or, you know, you're getting a new client to consult. All of that is going to be really important in the way that you market yourself.
0: I definitely agree with that. And I think there's a balance between the world is changing so rapidly. COVID aside, technology, uh, you know, is continually evolving you're really faced with the challenge of either constantly be educating yourself about new tactics or try to find some of those evergreen areas that you can really stick with for a long time and realistically it's probably a mix of the two but i think that's some some really great advice is to stay current and look at how you know your skill set impacts the business because that's ultimately how people at an executive level are looking at hires for for marketing roles for sure
1: definitely definitely
0: Great. Well, Natalie, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. You could keep in touch with me by following me on Instagram at natalie.ala, or you could find me on LinkedIn. Um, If you search me in the search box, I am Natalie Alatriste, A-L-A-T-R-I-S-T-E.
0: Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much. This is Brian Erickson with Cardwell Beach. Thank you for listening, and please make sure to check back for more senior marketers sharing their perspectives on what marketing will look like in a post-COVID-19
1: world.